On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap week eight of the NFL season. We go into segments, uh, performance of the week, Nathan Peterman Award, stock up, stock down, preview week nine, and end things as always our two-minute drill. But we have a lot of news we got to get through, so we're going to talk about that first. All right, let's go. This week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Now, Kevin, if I were to ask you this yesterday or the day before, the day before, how you're doing, you'd be very different than what we are today on Wednesday, November 3rd. Has, uh, has something happened? Did did something change so, today? So we have a lot of news. We had the trade deadline uh, yesterday, if you're listening to this on when it comes out. Two which, days ago. Which resulted in approximately no news, by the way. Basically, the biggest news is Von Miller is going from the Broncos yes. to the Rams. The Rams literally just putting all their chips in. They don't want any draft well, picks. The, the Rams, yeah, the, the, the joke is that they hate draft picks, but it's not It's not a joke. Like they Ever since they had the first overall and they traded for it to get Jared Goff, they're like, never again, yeah, never that, again. Well, that, that just, experiment failed. <laughs> <laughs> we we can't make a bad trade if we don't have any or a bad draft pick. We never have any draft picks. What, what if it's, you were like a perfect. scout for the Rams? Because like they have scouts, and these yeah, guys must just sit there like hands up. like it doesn't matter. <laughs> like just, they sucks. They just... they they stat out. They're like these are our top you know fifty guys at the position. They just throw away mm-hmm. like the first ten names on that list. Like there's no way because we can't. Yeah. And then that the rest of it is what matters. It's it's very bizarre. Yeah. Um, nothing really else. A lot of speculation. Deshaun Watson not traded because of, oh, all the unresolved legal issues. I like that statement that the NFL came by. Yeah, like euphemism right there. I think there were like 22 reasons why he wasn't traded. But, yeah, 22 um, similar reasons. Um, and then uh, before we get into the elephant in the room that's just sitting over there, hopefully with a mask on, we're not sure. Um <sighs> Henry Ruggs. Uh, uh, this see, so, and this th- there's like there's news that's like here's annoying. Here's the context here, but there's news that's really upsetting. So this is this is one where we got there was a early report. If you follow us on Twitter, you know we were we saw it when it kind of happened, and everything obviously was like, oh my it was, gosh, it was TMZ. Hope everyone's okay. Yeah, yeah. TMZ breaks it, and it, he was involved in a serious car accident. Um, uh, and. Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday morning. Um, it was like 3 a.m. on uh, whatever day it was. Yeah, so so I, think it was, yeah. I, think it, I think it was Tuesday morning because I think it's been now been a, yeah, it's been a full day of it. So uh, Tuesday morning, like 3 in the morning or 4 a.m. Uh, where he was involved with another car and that it was reported that he was impaired. He walked away from it. He had some he was hurt, obviously, a little bit, but um it resulted in the death of the other person involved and more news came out today that he was going 156 miles per hour at impact, probably about a 
like 113, 115 or whatever it was. I think it was like 121 um, airbags deployed or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, and just a wild it, crash. Yeah, and his blood alcohol level was over twice the legal limit. Um, uh, it, it, and, it, you know, obviously he is he's being detained. He's facing up to he could be facing up to 20 years, I think, or I think it is in the state of Las Vegas in uh, Nevada. Yeah, um, it's it's some sort of, you know, DUI combination manslaughter. And it might be like two to ten. It might be two to ten. I'm not sure. But now that he's at. I mean, it's, it's like a minimum of level. two. It could be it's, more. It's definitely yeah. going to be. Either way, his two. his career's his career's done. His career's um, done. He's been cut by the Raiders. And, you know, yeah. part of it, it's always just kind of in a vacuum. It's sad when obviously it's it's devastating, you know, for the victim and, you know, that whole side of things. It's sad for Ruggs. You know, he had a promising career and he has only himself to blame. I mean, the Raiders have a service that will pick up players specifically for this reason and drive them wherever they want to go. He's also, I don't know, I I haven't checked this, but I'm pretty sure he's a millionaire and could get an Uber to drive him, you know, all the way to New York City and back if he really wanted to. I, I mean, it's inexcusable. It's horrible all around. Um, yeah, there's not really much else to say about it. it. It's just shitty, shitty news. Yeah, it's just, just don't, just don't drive home, guys. Like that's just bad. I mean, it's awful. Um, I think it was just, yeah, I think she was like a 23 year old woman and her dog, yeah. and they were just at like a stoplight. Yeah, and, and you're at a stoplight at three I, in the morning, and someone hits you at 150 miles an hour. Like, yeah, it's I just mean, like fucking a man. Yeah, it's just, so it's bad. So that was that was a huge bummer to kind of start, and that that was going to be the bombshell news of the week. You'd think. Yeah. Um, and then and we then, got today. Uh, and then today. Then this morning happened. Um, you broke Aaron this news Rogers. to me, by the way. Thank you for that. I was oh. in a fucking oh. meeting. I did not see <laughs> the social media. And you texted me. I thought Rogers was vaccinated. And I was like, so did I. What the fuck? <laughs> well, because he he told the media this in, uh, in, in preseason. That he was... Immunized. That he was vaccinated, or, or uh, yeah, immunized. Which, which like, should have been the first red flag that he used a funny word for it. That, but like, the thing is, leaves like, him some wiggle room, I guess. I don't know. Per per the CDC, immunization is a process by which a person who becomes protected against a disease through vaccination. So it's like, yes, he didn't use the exact word, but the intent, yeah. like he clearly intended that the answer people would then believe that he was vaccinated. He knew what he was doing. So it's like, yeah, it, it, he, he was heavily implying and, you know, it, it's one of those things where just kind of when this all this news broke and it turns out he's not vaccinated. And so right off the bat, you know, as a fan, that's very disappointing to me. I know these guys are out there making their own choices and they don't have to do anything. But you know, I'm I'm you know outspokenly, you know, pro getting vaccinated and stuff like that. Also, from a, a team standpoint. Pod. Yeah, and also from a team standpoint, I mean, you could come out here and say it's the last dance, and then you're just going to leave this giant, like, I, I hope no one fucks with this part of my, you know, like, I hope nothing goes wrong over here where I'm not doing everything I can to to keep it, you know, to keep myself playing these fucking football games. 
So it's like the it's, team it, had to have known, right? The, the team well, like and, and the team knew. And so the other then the other part of this is he's been on the sidelines without a mask. He's mm-hmm. in theory been like around the facility without a mask, or at least no one's noticed him wearing a mask because there was never any doubt up until well, he's today. every press conference he's doing every single press conference yeah without a mask and so and like and so he's putting other people in the organization at risk now the packers have come out and said that like they basically said every time he couldn't see Aaron Rodgers he was following the rules which i, I might call some slight bullshit on that uh, yeah. that seems pretty convenient that he was doing the rules right when we can't verify that he was doing them and even if he was he was breaking them every time we could see him so yeah. he's you know, putting himself and others at risk, if you want to choose not to get vaccinated, then you have to follow the rules to minimize the risk to others around you. And he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand how he was able to play last week. Because, no, like, because you'd think Devante that him and Devontae would be a it. close contact. Absolutely, because that's yeah. why Lazard couldn't play, because he's unvaccinated and was a close contact. And Lazard tested negative five days in a row, but he's unvaccinated. So, it, like, the rules so are very strict. Yeah, like, he has to, yeah. yeah, quarantine ten days and, like... I just, I don't understand, like, this is where I understand the NFL is a business, and as a fan, like, we all know this, like, it's all really about dollar signs for the NFL. Yeah. Um, And, like, uh, it's just a really bad look and a really bad precedence that, like, obviously Rodgers is one of the stars and has been of the league in the last decade and a half. Or he was the MVP um, last year, like. Yeah, and he's the reigning MVP, and so. I just, I, I, I'm like, this is like a different, different treatment that he, that stars are getting. And I'm like, I don't, ah, it's just bad. It just looks bad for everything. And I just, it's, it it looks bad for everything and everyone. And it's the kind of situation too, that, you know, okay. He tested positive. He's unvaccinated. He has COVID like full stop. You know, Devontae Adams tested positive last week. He's vaccinated. So, you know, yeah. it's a much easier process to get back into the building and playing in that scenario. He is completely Look at Damian Williams on the Bears. He missed mm-hmm. two weeks. Yeah. He and because missed, he's unvaccinated. He missed two weeks. And, I mean, so Rodgers, for sure, is shot for this week. It will not be happening. It will be a Jordan he Love game. He cannot report back at the very minimum until next Saturday. Yeah. So he's likely like, going to miss two weeks of this season, which, I mean— yeah, you know we'll we'll get into last week and stuff like that, but thank God the season is going as well as it has been because yeah. if we were kind of you know neck and neck or very narrow margin or things like that, I mean this could have yeah. been devastating and it's still going to be terrible. I mean this could cost them potentially a spot at the number one seed, a buy, home field advantage in the playoffs because you know he like you know ate a crystal and decided that that covered him Clay. against COVID. That's he his had, new thing. Yeah, this is new. Th- he's like eating like clay. Like that's he. He moved on from crystals from Danica. And now he's on like eating clay from. Yeah. Shailene. So so he's just, so he's like going full like you know Batman supervillain over here with just like his weird little gimmicky shit. And I mean honestly, it pisses me off. And I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll say it again. Aaron Rodgers is my favorite player of all time, and it sucks to have him come out here and be. In my opinion, kind of stupid and very irresponsible and just generally like a shitty move. And it went on for a long time. And so I don't know. I mean, it's not like I've seen some people out there on the the social medias like that's it. 
I'm done with Aaron. You know, let's go Jordan Love. And like, obviously, I'm not in that place, but it really sucks. It's like vibes of the off season where I was like genuinely saddened that you know things that that shitty things were happening, you know, revolving him, and that was the organization. It wasn't specifically COVID, but it oh, it's a fucking bummer, man. <laughs> yeah, it just I. I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm kind of lost for words about it. Like I just, this is also the universe <sighs> making sure that we never have a Rogers Mahomes game. We didn't have one last year because yeah. Mahomes was hurt. And this year, you know, the, the clay didn't work. So it was uh 2019 is when he was. Oh, right. was it? Okay. Well, yeah, I, yeah, either way, the play. last time it was, yeah. yeah, you're right. The last time it was on the table, it also didn't happen. So it's just, yeah. it's never going to happen. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm like I'm very interested to see what happens like as the in terms of like punishment and repercussions and I I don't know. Like the NFL I'm like I want to like it's hard as a fan cuz like I want to know how much I knew and who who knew what and just clearly the media was just like completely out of the, I mean everyone that like the common people like us are like what the fuck mm-hmm. so he just wasn't vaccinated or he just actually isn't he just lied about it just i don't know I don't yeah know. i i don't um, know it's it's baffling like it's one of those things where like yesterday i knew for certain that aaron Rodgers was vaccinated and yeah and now you're like i don't know what to believe. the world is upside down yeah <laughs> uh all right let's let's go into the games um let's talk about thursday while we're still on the packers and it just makes sense so I am interested to hear your takes on this game. I I think Joe keep keep in mind we mentioned that Joe Barry, your defensive coordinator, was not there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well as a lot of other people. Very interesting. And you could argue this is they could argue that this is probably their best defensive game and probably the Cardinals' worst, like from an offensive standpoint. Like they just did not look sharp. They yeah, looked the, the Cardinals very sloppy, pretty bad actually in this game. Um, and you know, at least on offense, their defense looked, uh, looked pretty okay, you know, uh, but on offense, I mean, Kyler Murray, he got a little bit banged up in the game they had the previous week. And I think, I think Kyler, I think this kind of happened to him last year too. He just kind of gets batted around back there. And about halfway through the season, he starts to get, you know, little nagging stuff. I mean, he's very athletic. He makes a lot of plays with his athleticism. And so when he doesn't have that, he you know, is severely limited. I mean, he had six rushes in this game for 21 yards only, which shows you that he wasn't really doing a whole lot, you know, with his athleticism and his kind of dynamic style of quarterback play. And then on the other side or on the, on the other half of their offense, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, one splash play where he tweaked his hammy and then basically was out for the rest of the game, came in as a decoy for the most part in the second half. Um, and the rest of their offense, I mean, when when Kyler isn't doing anything special and DeAndre Hopkins isn't out there kind of drawing attention, you know, their their ancillary pieces are are pretty good, but they're not they're not like stars, you know, AJ Green, which we'll we'll right. go into in a little bit more detail. Christian Kirk, yeah, th- these guys are like nice secondary and tertiary pieces but they're not primary guys and uh and i think that the the packers defense i mean to their credit they did a good job and i'm very curious like if they 
if they look awful this next week and Joe Barry's back in the building, my my conspiracy theory hat is gonna is gonna come all the way on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, like possession was clearly the the game plan. Like, yep. I I think at one point, I I think I think even Dylan, he just about averaged the same amount of yards per carry that Rodgers did per attempt. Yeah. Um, and so, like, clearly the game plan was just, you know, take care of the ball and take up a lot of clock. I mean, they now possess them, you know, by over 15 minutes. And it's mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. And like, it's a, it was a great game plan. They had two extra drives. Um, yep. And, and it's both just, both running backs, out of like you hands. said, yeah, both running backs had a great day and were kind of relied on heavily the the cardinals also you know made a mistake here or there muff punt on a special teams yeah and you know the receivers don't know what is doing i don't know how you don't i i was watching you that was weird um but and then the receivers that they did have for the most part did enough to get it done um we had a couple you know drops from guys like juan winfrey and equinemius and you know these dudes with just way too many syllables but uh I don't know. All things considered, I've heard a lot kind of circulating, you know, not as much now because there's so much other news going on, but a lot circulating about, you know, this was a lucky win. The Packers got away with one. I mean, you know, you can say DeAndre Hopkins was out. Well, Devontae Adams was out. You know, you can say that, I don't know, Kyler is hobbled, but the Packers were down like 11 starters, like five of those guys are all pro caliber players. They come on the road to the undefeated Cardinals and beat them. I don't know how you can spin that as anything but wildly impressive, regardless of, you know, you know the, it, the dramatic like ending. Them, yeah, them going in, obviously, like, I this year, like, I have not been as big. Like, before this game, I definitely, definitely after this game, too, uh, but before this game, I was never huge on, like, the Cardinals being the best team in the NFL. You know, they're obviously the last undefeated team. But just just from how my personal game against them went, and I was like, they're not that great. I'm like, wait, the, they got the lucky Cardinals, Like, I don't know. Yeah, they're the and, Bengals of the NFC. Like, surprisingly yeah, I, I, good. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things where I th- I'm going to play devil's advocate here, and I think a lot of people are saying that the the, like, the luck aspect of it, at least that I view um, is of course the Cardinals had their worst offensive game. Like they just looked really sloppy and yeah. the Card- like the Packers defense played well, but it's not like they were shutting them down. I think a lot of it was self-inflicted wounds mm-hmm. by the Cardinals, like kind of mind boggling, like, you know, muffing a punt, the couple interceptions, they threw, you know, obviously AJ green at the end of the game. <laughs> and like, there's just little things about it where it's like, what are they doing? Like they gave the game away. And I I think that's where at least that's where I see it as like they got away with one. Um, but I think that the Cardinals and like what goes around comes around like they've gotten mm-hmm. away like they got away with the Vikings game. And I, I'm like the NFL has a weird way, I think, more than any other league just because of how like how, many, how every game matters of like what goes around comes around. And like it just kind of works its way out at some point. Yeah, it's why it's why these undefeated teams, you know, it's really special. Even when a really good team, you know, gets to seven, eight, nine, ten, and zero, because it means that you know nothing. 
no game has his the ball has ever bounced the other way. You know, there's so many things like that, and I don't think there's a single undefeated team that you know gets very far without getting lucky at least a couple times. Like how the Cardinals got lucky when the Vikings missed a field goal. You know, it's like, and this was one of those times. And I think the thing that I want to bring up about uh, that last play where I I was mentally in shambles when they were lining up because um, you know they're down by three points. In, in range to score a touchdown at the end of the game and, you know, potentially avoid overtime or best case scenario is overtime. Right. And Kyler Murray is a designed run and he checks to a pass and AJ green didn't hear the check because the stadium was about half Packer fans and they were too loud for him to hear the check. And I mean, if that's not an indictment on the state of Arizona, I don't know what is. You guys are seven and zero at a primetime game. I feel like it's kind of the same thing where you know the the Bucks were playing the Suns, uh, you know, in the NBA last season, and all those fans like they cared until they lost. And I feel like Arizona. I'm gonna call out the state of Arizona right now. You guys are bad sports I mean, fans. Yeah, you with the Bucks, like, come on now. That's a, that's oh no, a I was a bandwagon fan. No, but we had. <laughs> fa- I mean, I wasn't there. I didn't buy tickets. I was like, yay, they know, won. But... I bought T-shirts, not tickets. It's much cheaper that way. But I don't know. I just I thought that that was excellent. I always, you know, I'm a Packer fan, so I always get very happy when I see the, you know, I never. Oh, they travel better than anyone in the league, and I'm like, yay, that's us. So it made me happy. Yeah. I I don't know. I just. I it was very very questionable with what Kingsbury was doing or their clock management at and the game like they had a timeout that they got. They also got burned. like a weird free first down like yeah I don't before I don't the I mean, ball was officially placed like the whole thing some of that officiating was also very fishy it's just it's very strange end of the game and it was just, it, it was a vintage like you know those officiating crews where every flag they all got to huddle up and talk about it. Even like like a false start, and they have like a five minute huddle in the middle of the field before they say who did it. It's like it. Whenever I see that, I'm just like, oh, we're we're in for some bullshit now because these guys are not confident in what they're doing. No, I just I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. Like, yeah. You know, do you want to? Are, are we are we transitioning to another our other game, or do you want to go straight into the Vikings? I think we should probably go straight into the Vikings. Yeah, I, that's that's where I want to go. I don't go. know. <laughs> um, oh well. Now yeah, tell me, tell I, me I how know. you feel because there were some tweets from you. Yeah. So, so this game, uh, I, I, the only thing I can say about this game, or one of the many, I'm going to say many things about this game. Um, <laughs> This is one where I know that there are going to be people out there that are just like, oh, see, look, look, Kirk can't get it done in primetime. And all I have to say is I don't know what the fuck is going on with either with Mike Zimmer, with talking with Clint Kubiak or whatever the deal is with that, because we are one of we're probably one of the best opening drive teams in the NFL. I mean, we make the opening drive look so easy, but then as soon as that's done, it's like they just have no idea what they're doing. 
Clint Kubiak, I don't know if it's I this is where one I want to know because I'm like, is it Zimmer being like, all right, kind of back off a little bit? Or if it's like him just trying gimmicky trying to outsmart shit where I'm like, dude, it why are we moving away with what just worked? Like we were Kirk Cousins was pressured. Um 39.5% of his dropbacks, 15 of 38 dropbacks, by far the highest percentage of a game this year. Um, not going to be, not going to do well um, because when he's kept clean this game, he was 16 of 20, 163 yards, 8.2 yards per attempt and a touchdown under pressure, seven of 15 for 21 yards, and only 1.4 yards per attempt. I'm, Zero, zero touchdowns. Uh, I don't know what it is with Clint Kubiak and his obsession with these screens, like receiver bubble screens or smoke screens or the tight yeah, end you, smoke screen. Your or, boy Clint is addicted to the screen game. <laughs> like, throw the ball downfield. So we have, weird. We have Adam Thielen, who is one of the best at getting separation and finding spots in his zone. Granted, um, the... The Cowboys are a very zone-heavy team. On third downs, they ran man, and I think that was very confusing. Or I think it was us. I think it might be flip-flopped. I think I flip-flopped that. Um, mm-hmm. They're one of the more predominantly man teams. On, on third down, they ran zone, which I, we we cannot adapt. There's no adapting. Justin Jefferson only being targeted four times is unacceptable. Um, well, it's, and just it's like weird we though because have you know, games where we just oh yeah go 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 on go on sorry. No, I, I'm just saying, it's just we have games where it, it's been so evident, I think more so this year than any other year in like the Zimmer era, at least that I can, that since we've been doing this podcast, that we are just playing to not lose. And we just let teams hang around. We forced them after we scored a touchdown to, they, they missed a field goal, which rarely ever happens against us. Uh, like all literally right, it's right, teams. Right. No, no, there are facts about this, Kevin teams, their EPA, their expected points added on kicking field goals is we are far and away the highest rated, like the highest team against it's Maybe ridiculous. You guys played outside. Um, who knows? And it was a 43 yard field goal attempt. So it's not like it was a long shot and he missed it. Zerline, who's usually a good kicker. He mm-hmm. missed it. Uh, we proceeded then to go four plays for 18 yards and punting, uh, then he threw an interception to Xavier Woods, who, by the way, Xavier Woods had a phenomenal game. Great revenge game. Too bad we just kept squandering every chance he gave us. Yeesh. We then proceeded to go three three plays for 10 yards and a punt. Then they kicked a field goal. Then we kicked a field goal. Then a punt. Or then they punted. Then it was the half. Like, the game should not have been 10-3 to three at the half. It just, we, we should have easily been up three two or three scores. And yet we let teams hang around. And what do they do right away in the second quarter or the, the second half? Score a touchdown, tie it up. And then it just becomes, hopefully we just don't turn over the ball. And we actually force a turnover. And we lost. I mean, we ended up losing this game because we're just afraid to make mistakes. And I'm like, why? I just, it's so it, maddening. It's very weird. And I don't think I've ever seen a team. Like, I think you guys would be better off not scoring on the first possession because then it gives you this small lead and you just hang on to it for the next 85% of the game. And then at yeah. the end, you, you know, you'll lose it. And it's just, 
it's so weird. I don't think I've ever seen something like it where I kept, I watched this whole game, you know, it was prime time and Halloween and all that yeah. stuff. And, and I, and I watched the whole thing and I was just sitting there going like, all right, they're going to, they're going to hit a, you know, Jefferson or Thielen for like a bunch of yards and just every single drive just kind of, just kind of fizzled out immediately and it was over and it, it, it blew my mind or, you know, maybe you get down into field goal range and then it would fizzle. And it was, it was so weird. Yeah. It, we, the Vikings are current are now the first team, the first team in NFL history to have fewer than six giveaways and over 20 plus sacks on defense through the first seven games of a season and to have a losing record. I mean, the way we find ways to lose games is getting more and more creative every every week. And it's just I, I at some point I I don't know what to say anymore. Like we're currently fifth in the league in scoring points in the in points scored in the first quarter or 16th in the second quarter, 14th in the third quarter and 30th in the fourth. <laughs> we just we that's, just like that's enough scoring it, it, for today, and, boys. And this this is what I'm saying. It's like this is Zimmer ball. This is what he's he has not been the same so, since the so second is this, half. Is this more on Zim he, or is it more on Clint? So no, this is this is what I'm thinking is happening. Ever since the second half of the NFC divisional round against the Saints, the miracle game in 2017, this defense has not been the same. Zimmer has not been the same. We, we let the Saints back in, and a miracle had it happen. We obviously saw what happened the week later uh, at Philly. And the last few years, it's been nowhere near the level we were at. And it's like, I don't understand because the pieces are kind of the same or we're interchanging. You know, there's, it's there's not one a whole piece lot that's, of... that changed basically right around that time you just laid out. You don't your don't even quarterback don't even break. change. How does that literally do with the defense? You're like it, it. It all changed everything. I don't know. You're just saying the team changed right then. No, and it's when you happen to bring in this quarterback. What, what happens is I, I'm telling you, it's it's a head coach self sabotaging because he needs to prove that the defense will win the game. So it's and it's the curse of the Minneapolis he, miracle. Base at this rate is looking like it. He literally he needs to have his defense win the game. He can't let the offense just put a team away that's asking to be put away. He needs it to stay close and he needs the defense to seal the game. And we've seen it this every week, every time we, we've lost this year, the team has driven down the field. Like, it's not because the offense gives it away. I mean, the only one that that you could make that remark is possibly week one, where I, don't, I still stand that wasn't a fumble. But what did we allow the Bengals to do? Drive down and kick a game-winning, kick a field goal that we had to then try to make a field goal to overtime. Like it's, it's one of those things. Like he lets teams just drive down the field in the most crucial spot. Like I don't give a shit if we make a team punt in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter. If we let teams just drive down the whole length of the field, let alone a backup Cooper rush in the fourth quarter to take the lead, then we don't deserve to win. Like we, like he's Kirk is bailing the offense and bails out the defense the last second until they don't like it's, it's ridiculous. And I just, I'm so sick of it. I, I just, I don't know, man, I'm at my wits end. Uh, so you had a tweet that yeah. it, it, it was calling for the firing of, of Zimmer. Was that 
a heat of the moment, or is that is that something that you are going to to kind of plant your flag in going forward? I'm I am honestly I'm gonna plant my flag. Oh, that's what I was hoping you'd say. And say that with this current makeup and this current structure that we have, or the our philosophy that we have with this team, we'll never win a Super Bowl. It's just it's just not gonna work. Like this works twenty years ago. This is not working in twenty twenty one. It's just it's just not going to. It's just the NFL is not that way anymore. And I'm not saying you need to have a crap defense and a great offense, but but like, you should have is, a great offense. Defense, yeah. If you don't have a great offense, you're not winning the Super Bowl. Like you look at you look at all the Super Bowl winners. None of them had a bad like in the last. The last team years. that won the Super Bowl has like three amazing wide receivers and yeah, you know but it was, a, it, a great it quarterback. Was, like it, you know, it was their defense being great in that game that helped or that really decided it. But like their offense played great in the first half. Like they were able to coast in the second half. Like yeah, it's it's and, one of those. And when things you look like, at the Vikings, what, what struck out to, what stood out to me, and I was kind of talking to some Vikings fans about this since that game, the Vikings offense is less than the sum of its parts. Its parts are great. Its parts are Jefferson, an up-and-coming superstar, Delvin Cook, an established superstar. Kirk is you know, statistically playing great. Uh, there's a lot of people with different opinions. Um, but, like, you know, it, the, all the pieces are there, and somehow they are less than that. Somehow they keep going out there and scoring 16 points in a football game, and it's crazy to me. Yeah, I just... I. We, we, like, as I said, like, we just, every week we find ways to lose, new ways to lose. And I'm like, whether it's self-sabotaging, because it's like, what, what in the world does Clint think that throwing eight of his 23 pass attempts behind the line of scrimmage or eight or earlier in the game, he threw eight of his uh, 23 attempts behind the line of scrimmage. And then he's thrown beyond 10 yards. He was four or five for 101 yards and a touchdown. I'm like, it's not like they were getting to him. He had time. It's not mm-hmm. like he, you know, he was sacked once. And like, yes, he was pressured, but there are ways about that. Like, you don't need to throw, like, anytime you throw behind the line of scrimmage, all the defense knows it's like, they're just going to come downhill screaming. Maybe try a double move. Maybe try, you, you fake it and do a pump and let the receiver go. It's like, just, there's no creativity. And I, and I, I, I cannot believe that it's like, Clint Kubiak is so uncreative, you know, he, he wouldn't have the job if he was. And I think, or he wouldn't be where he is if he wasn't at least had some ability. Obviously his last name being Kubiak helps, but that being said, it's not that bad. I, I, I firmly believe that this is just Zimmer saying, all right, you know, just don't turn over the ball, like constantly beating it into him. And he's like, okay, mm-hmm. we can't throw it downfield because it might get picked. It's like, Dallas is a team you attack, man. Like, they're so aggressive. And when you throw it behind the line of scrimmage, it just helps them. I mean, ugh. It's just so frustrating. I don't know. It's, it's bad. I, I had one other note from this game. Um, can you address – Harrison Smith tried to murder CeeDee Lamb. Do you know what happened know. with that? Because I'm genuinely – Confused. I've been looking to see. I've been looking <laughs> to see about it. Like I know Mark McCarthy is like sending the play into the league for review. I don't. Yeah. He'll probably get. He'll probably get fined. I don't know what that was. Because it was I've, so like, weird. He like tackled him when they both rolled out of bounds, and he just like held him there in chokehold for like five I, seconds. I don't really know because like he. 
I don't know. Like he he I'm wanted to see the no panic way. in CD's eyes just for a second or something. I don't know. He was he was talking mad shit or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because like that's something too. Like where he he's not like an emotional player. Like he's very. Yeah, I've, I've never had field. an issue with Harrison Smith in I know, his whole like, career. Like, yeah. and I'm a Packer fan, so I should, you know, he's know. already at. It was weird. I, I, was, I, I would expect that from, like, you know, maybe Breland from getting torched or from, you know, some yeah. of the guy like Xavier Woods, maybe for his old team. But, like, I, that was weird. I, I have no idea what to say. Yeah, I don't I was know. It's like, I, I'm just, I'm going to kill you now. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was weird. <laughs> um, I don't know. If you would have told me that we were going to hold the Cowboys to 20 points, I would have thought we would have won. I, I Scoring 16 is unacceptable. We play for field goals way too much. I, the sad thing is we're honestly probably going to limp and be the seventh seed. And we'll probably like watch us play really close to the second seed or even pull off an upset. And then nothing will change. Like Zimmer will be back. Everything will stay the same. We'll just stay in purgatory. Of like we're gonna be competitive. We're never gonna be good enough to win a Super Bowl, but we're never gonna like get you know bottom of the barrel. Like it's 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 the purgatory of the NFL. Like you do enough just to make the playoffs, and you just hope you catch magic. But like we're not going to with our philosophy. So I I don't know. It's, so it's, fi- fires just, him. That that's that's take. Yeah, away. yeah, basically. Wow. Um, all right. Let, I, I think we should go really into segments. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I, I've hel- held us on this topic enough and reveled in it enough. Mm. And we each got something, though, this episode where, you know, I just sit here and talk about how my quarterback is kind of an asshole hippie. And yeah. you have to talk about how your head coach hates winning. So it, it's it, we, we each got something. I think like Zimmer, honestly, like he just like looked to be put out of his misery. Like he's not going to retire. He was did a too you much see of a football the, guy. Did you see the text that he sent his daughter that she yeah, then put on that. Twitter, which is like, why did you Instagram, do that? I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't know. That's weird. It's a I, weird I, thing to post like, just let it, where he's just like, free, I'm guys. sad. Like, <laughs> like set him, set him free. I just, ugh. I, we're not going to do anything in season though. We're just not. No, there's no way. That. You guys know. are too classy for that. You're like those fucking Packers that kicked Mike McCarthy's <laughs> ass like week yeah. nine. Uh, yeah. All right, segments? Um, yeah, segments. All right, performance of the week. Uh, why don't you go first this week? Uh, so my performance of the week, this one is going to be – so it, I, I had a last-minute substitution um, – but I think actually I think I'm going to I think I'm going to stick with what it was. My performance of the week is Carson Wentz. And it's not even like he had it's kind of like performance like the absolute value of his performance like the very positive and the very negative are just converted to numbers where it was just it was a fucking performance, man. I mean, he threw three touchdowns, two interceptions, two horrible, horrendous, hilarious interceptions. Carson Wentz is kind of peak football right now. He he kind of like I think we had a tweet. He's must watch football anytime he's out there, and it makes me really happy, you know, as, as a as an objective viewer to just kind of watch the chaos unfold. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's like diet Jameis Winston, where he just kind of just like yeah. fuck it and just 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 bombs it down there. Like, he's gonna be so volatile; it's great. Um, and he just does he because he, he still has that like 
I make the stupid dumb plays every now well, and then. He, he like, tries like, to like extend it. Like he thinks he's Patrick Mahomes, but he's not. So he like tries really hard when he should probably just turtle and like take a sack or something. And it just, yeah. it just always makes things exponentially worse. Like that interception he threw, you know, in the end zone, it was a pick six at the end of the game, like on the goal. It was just, it was the most bizarre play I've seen in a long time. And that's Carson Wentz is doing one of those every week. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, it's weird. <laughs> but yeah. He's great. He's great entertainment. I'm glad it's, he's it's uh, super fun. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm, I'm, I would just continually just, just take, take my props because I was, I was big on the Carson Wentz reunion with Frank Reich. And I mean, you know, yeah, and you were pretty, half pretty right. good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey half hey, the hey. time. It's great. He's looked, he's looked like a football player. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's that. Um, all right. My performance of the week. I mean, I got to give it to Mike White. I mean, the, the, elect, the electric man that's leading the, the Jets. Um, the, the phenomenon, Mike White. <laughs> yeah, he just... His fucking Madden creative player and, name. Yeah. And he... Yeah, he, I mean, it is what it is, man. Like, he... 30, 37 of 45, 405 yards, three touchdowns. He did have two picks. But, you know, it's pretty sweet. Like, I, I wanted overtime. Or, yeah, I wanted overtime in this game just just because I wanted to like keep seeing what would happen. It was so wild. This was this game. Uh, do you remember what the spread was in this game? It was like fifteen points or something like that in favor of the Bengals. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that. this was supposed to be an absolute blowout, and it was anything but. It was it was so crazy. It was so back and yeah, forth. This, the spread was eleven and a half for Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and, and it was a great game because it kept they kept jockeying back and forth too. It wasn't just that it was close; it was like a shifting yeah. advantage here and there. It was really fun to watch. Yeah, this this is the game that we should have gotten like this kind of back and forth that mm-hmm. we were talking about between like the Cowboys and the Vikings. Like that's what it should have been. It, it, we're you know obviously with the Dak Prescott news that changed. Yeah, your, the your dynamic. games did like a, a did like a body swap comedy this week. I thought where it like they accidentally got well, that this happened. one. <laughs> yeah, but we we played down and up to our opponents. So obviously, when I I think I had a tweet where I said the game would be like even if Dak was in, like it would be a one score game, but it would probably be like thirty four thirty one at this point instead of like ten to thirteen or whatever it was. But yeah, um, but, but Mike White, no, but yeah, the Mike, sensation. Mike White, so, so so electric. I mean, it's great. I love he's, to see. He's maybe starting like on new... Thursday this week. When you're listening yeah, to this, yeah, he'll be on your TV tonight. <laughs> yeah. Tune in. Must yeah. watch football. It's great. Actually, um, it's going to be Mike I... White versus Carson Wentz. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. All right. Let's let's go to Nathan Peterman Award. This this is very topical because Nathan Peterman he was waived and then signed right back. So it's it was great. The Raiders the Raiders decided to. To wave them and to bring back. And... It makes me so happy. It, it it rekindles something deep inside me. Like the the news day for me was so bad that I really needed this this little kernel <laughs> at the end of it to just like, ah, oh, well, at least Nathan Peterman is back in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was he was there. He was still on a team. He got waived, but he's back now. So he's back now, and that's um, all that matters. Yeah. Um. All right. Nathan Peterman Award. So I'm going to be brief with mine just because I already talked about it. 
I I have to give it to Clint Kubiak and the Vikings coaching staff as a whole. I thought that was just a product of them playing not to lose and waiting to get beaten, and it happened. And Are you sure that Mike McCarthy it's been a trend is not all just year. a secret genius? No, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Did he smash another uh, watermelon? That that was a problem. I swear, year. if he did, I'm like, man, watermelon. <laughs> like in the like state a of secret Minnesota. watermelon, just like just, he's, he's like just, walking in the stadium with like a giant duffel bag. Like, what's that? I'm like, nothing. He he was like so like, guys, I'm not doing watermelon anymore. I'm a serious contender now for coach of the year. He's like, I'm I'm respectable. I don't need gimmicks. And then like Kellen Moore, like as he's sitting down, he just like slides a watermelon under his ass and is like, yeah. break it, break it, break smash it. it. On it. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, that's that's fair. Uh, so my Nathan Peterman, I haven't gotten to trash Tom Brady a lot this year. Uh, by and large, he's been very good at football, and he did throw four touchdowns this last week. But don't let that fool you, because he had three consecutive back-breaking turnovers at the end of this game to lose a football game to Trevor fucking Simeon. It was 7-7 seven to seven when Jameis got hurt. Whatever is less. It doesn't matter because he's Trevor. But Tom fumbled. Next possession, pick six. Next possession, interception. The Buccaneers lose. And, yeah, he did some stuff before that. But this is talking about a player that hurt their team. At the end of that game, Tom hurt his team. He did not come through when they needed him. Um, so he is my Nathan Peterman award for this week. And I would I would ask that you just let me have this one. I mean, yeah, like obviously he had opportunities to to win it, and the pick six was bad too because I feel like he could have he could have gotten there and yeah, he the kind of didn't try to chase throw. it down either. He just kind of like because he's old and I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think it was one of those. It was a weird game, and it, we talked about it last week that like he just can't beat the Saints like in the regular season. Like I don't know what it is. Like they just I don't know. Like it was. It was a weird, a weird game. Um, cause just cause like the def- the Saints defense, like he just looked kind of not like his usual self. Like Godwin had a great game, but like Evans kind of had one of those just disappearing games, if not for one catch. Um, you know, and it's just it is what it is. It was a weird one, but not a good yeah. one for. For Tom, he's he's still on pace for fifty touchdowns and only ten interceptions. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, but, from a macro level. Yeah, he he, you know he's 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 doing well, but uh, you know microscopically for the last couple of drives here, I I kind of I saw my opening and I took it. Yeah, I, I bet. I, I bet. almost you gave can't, performance can't of the week and Nathan Peterman both to Carson Wentz, but I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, all right, uh, stock up. Um, my stock up this week is the AFC playoff race. I think that this is. There are currently, um, I mean, if you if you go down the list here, obviously you have the division leaders of the Titans, Raiders still still hanging on. Uh, they were on by, but and the Ravens did and not Bills. lose. Yep. Yeah, and then the wild cards right now are the Bengals at five and three, the Steelers at four and three, the Chargers at four and three, and then eight through twelve, you got the Patriots four and four, Chiefs four and four. Browns four and four and Broncos four and four and then the Colts three and five like any of those teams maybe not the Broncos but like it's gonna be tight 
down the wire for the for a there, lot there's of gonna be, the playoff spots. There's going to be two or three AFC teams this year that get fucked over on like the eighth yeah. tiebreaker, and it's going to be yeah. fun to have those fan bases just be very upset about it because you know they had the worst home record or something just bizarre like that or strength of opponent or whatever I, you want to say. I feel say. like it's going to be like the Raiders and maybe like the Bengals or something just like just yeah. teams that are just like Oh, I, I could see the Bengals starting off and getting up to like the pinnacle of the AFC and then just falling off a cliff and like never recovering. Yeah. But I I'm it's going to be very interesting for like the the back half here this this year. Yeah. Uh my stock up uh, backup quarterbacks this week we saw victories from Mike White, Cooper Rush, Geno Smith, Trevor was Simeon. Am I doing that right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, Trevor Simeon, Simeon. Well, fuck, I I can't. I, I'm, I'm Simeon. That guy, that guy won. Simeon. And also Justin Fields like almost won, and this was the first game he's had of his career that looked like pretty decent. So. <laughs> A lot of a lot of backup quarterbacks kind of, you know, lighten lighten the league up this week, and I like it. It's chaos. I mean, I mean, Cooper Rush. Who 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 is Cooper Rush? I I didn't know until this week. Did, did yeah. you know before this week? I yeah I yeah I knew who he was because you definitely know now. Well, if you watched Hard Knocks at all, you'd know him. Oh, you're uh, right. I I had yeah. brain dumped Hard Knocks already. I totally yeah. flushed all of that. But, yeah, and and he he played a little bit last year when Dak was out, um, along with Danucci, the the Nuchter and Dalton. Um, so I don't know, like is what it is, but yeah, it, um, it's yeah. So backup quarterbacks, fun. All right, my stock down. Uh, going the other side, it's the legitimacy of the seventh seed in the NFC and just like just the playoffs <laughs> in general. Like at right now. You have the Packers, Cardinals, Cowboys, Bucks, Rams, and Saints in the one through six right now. You mm-hmm. could make an argument for all those teams. You know, they the Bucks and those Saints are the only ones that have two losses. Everyone else only has one. Um, look very good. You know, the wild cards are going to be probably upset that they're not the division winner, but is what it is. And then you have the seventh seed, which is the Carolina Panthers, which Yeesh. we've already talked about. They're not anything special. Uh, as long as Sam Donald's their quarterback and they're so hot and cold. And then you have the Vikings that then, then the Niners, the Falcons, the Eagles, the Seahawks, the Bears. And then I don't want to go into the two and six teams. Um, I think of that group, like the sad thing is the like, I still think that the Vikings will get it. I just I, it's almost like it hurts you more. Because then it just gives you a false sense of like, wow, look at us, we made the playoffs, and it just, I obviously want to make the playoffs, but it's just, it's not going to be good. Like, it's just a weird year of like, yeah, maybe the seventh seed isn't the best. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that that's something that, you know, with the addition of the seventh seed, I think that's always, you know, going to be you're going to have some years where you a have legitimate, that, sure. yeah, yeah, but but this year especially, and you look at some of those teams and. And there are teams like the Vikings and the Seahawks that, you know, big aspirations a few months ago, and now yeah. you're staring at a seventh seed with a losing record. It, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, my stock down this week. All right, Detroit. Let's talk about uh. it. Um, 
I really thought that the Lions. This was kind of what I, I you know I, you play the game when a team you know starts to to dip their toe into the middle of the season. They still haven't won a single game. And you start to go, all right, let's let's find the win. Where is it going to happen? Because it's so rare that a team goes oh in you know sixteen, seventeen, whatever. And this was this is what I had circled as the game that the Lions win because they've been competitive with the Ravens, they've been competitive with the Vikings. You know, they've gone toe to toe. They even kind of came back against the, like the Niners week one. I mean, they, so they've had they've had some openings that just haven't panned out. And the Eagles have not looked like anything special this year at all. This was what I thought. You know, the Lions get their win. They get the monkey off their back. They're still going to have a terrible season, but at least, you know, they're not going to be historically bad. And they got absolutely fucking boat raced in this game. The final score, 44-6. to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles dropped 44 points on the Lions. Hurts threw the ball like 14 times. I mean... Just an absolutely pitiful performance. And I don't really know where you go from here as the Lions. Like, do you just accept that it's going to be 0-17? Because it feels like that's all you can do. Yeah, I I just, I don't know. I They're going to be like the best, best, like the, wor- the best worst team like ever. Like, they're not that bad. Like... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They're like definition frisky and they're like the biggest like trap game opponent. Probably. I don't know. Like they're just weird, man. Like I just, they find ways. Of, I cannot believe they got destroyed that much. And it wasn't even that like just Jalen hurts killed them or their offense killed them. It was just like, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't and... have been shocked if they had lost this game outright, you know, 21 to 17 or something like that. But when I saw the score and I just, I I don't know what it, it it shocked me it baffled me it was so wildly not even close I, is is Dan Campbell gonna get fired after one season I hope not he's funny I hope he stays but these are the questions that we have to start asking ourselves yeah I uh, I don't know it's just it's tough yeah. um, all right thoughts all right, and prayers. Let's let's go to week nine preview. Um, do we have to? We we do. We have to. Uh, so we'll start with the Vikings. They play on Sunday at noon. Uh, they travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Um, I honestly like. Are you ready to get hurt again? Where, yeah, I, I always huh? every week. I always <laughs> um, like watch us win this game by like over seven, like seven plus, and just let every fan buy back in and just be like, wow, look at that. Cause like, yeah, the Ravens, they've had some really good games, but they've had some clunkers, man. Like they just, I think it being at noon is very helpful. Um, I'm not worried about anyone catching the ball for them really. Like Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Like he's, he's fast and shifty, but like he's not CD lamb, Amari Cooper or anything. Um, they don't have a Zeke. Like, it's obviously Lamar. You find ways to limit Lamar, make him beat you with his arm. We'll see. Their deep, their pat, Ravens' pass defense is very suspect. Um, I think their their ranking wise is not good. Um, the the biggest thing is if 
I think actually their pass defense rank is last in the NFL. I'm pretty sure. Um, the only thing is if like Justin Jefferson's only targeted four times next on Sunday, then we're toast. Like this should, uh, this better be a very pass heavy game. Like just try mm-hmm. to keep feeding cook up the middle to Calais Campbell. We're fucked. Like it, just mail it in. Just giving up on this punting on the season. Cause we'll be doing a lot of punting on Sunday and I don't know. Um, are you ready for uh, Rashad said, Bateman to rip your heart out and have like seven touchdowns? No. <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't even be mad. I'd just be honestly impressed. <laughs> um, not even mad. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think the line is on this game? I'm going to give the Ravens like minus five at home. Uh, Ravens minus six. So yeah, over okay. under 49 and a half. I mean, that's that's totally fair. I am honestly shocked it's not higher. Vegas continues to think, hey, these Vikings show that they can be competitive and well, they well vegas knows that the vikings are it's always close you know it's yeah just... it's never gonna be a blowout <laughs> so that's that's great that means i just have to always be worried the entire 60 minutes of the game it's awesome. yeah it's great for my health blood um, pressure and all that good stuff yeah all right next game obviously it's the packer game this one's very neutered Let's see like, the, it's the only game that there isn't a little preview video for on YouTube. And I can't imagine why, because I'm <laughs> sure they had one yesterday and frantically took it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So this, this is going to be Jordan love in his first NFL start. He had a little bit of garbage time in week one uh, and he played in the preseason this is going to be the first NFL start for the heir apparent of the franchise. And it's going to be really interesting because the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs that we remember this season. They, they've, they've regressed pretty significantly. You know, they went down to the wire with the Giants on Monday Night Football this last week. But having said that, I mean, they're still, they're still the Chiefs. It's still in Arrowhead. Their defense is bad, and so I think all of that is going to come together, and it's going to be a really good picture of where Jordan Love is at um, right now. I mean, I'm trying to look for the silver linings here because, obviously, I'd rather not know where Jordan Love is at. I'd rather Aaron Rodgers play because that gives us the best chance to win this football game, but that is no longer an option, thanks to the clay. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess they're refusing to get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. And and then on the other side of the ball, I mean, the Chiefs offense, like I said, has looked worse than it has in previous years. And I think that that's probably a complicated problem. It doesn't really boil down to one thing necessarily. But mm-hmm. this is a Packers defense that did, for the most part, bottle up Kyler Murray last week. Mahomes, you know, he's going to have a couple of those plays. But... I think that this is a situation where, you know, it's within the realm of possibility that this this game is only, you know, 20-something to 20-something. I don't think that it's a foregone conclusion that, you know, the Chiefs explode and score a bunch of points because they haven't really been doing that this year. Right. And so, I think also, yeah. like, this is, for Jordan Love, like, this is not like he's making his first start against, like, the Rams or the Bucks or you know, the Saints or someone, you know, it's literally going against historically so far, historically bad defense. So 
that's a pretty good thing to make his first start. You know, it being at Arrowhead kind of hurts, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting. It, I mean, every I like Packer kind of game like a no is pressure, must watch, like, but I don't know. I feel like it's like a no pressure. Like you're seven and one. You drop that it, is that is the good two. part. Like, yeah, where it's it's not a great defense. You're seven and one, and you're on the road, and it's still the Chiefs. So there are some built-in excuses if it doesn't go well. Hopefully, yeah. um, I'm not sure if Bakhtiari is going to be back for this game or not. He technically could have been back two weeks ago uh, for Washington, and he wasn't. He wasn't activated then. Or maybe he's been activated, but he's not been out there. I can't remember the specifics. But he also he didn't play again last week, and so I think this is the week where we would get him back. Fingers crossed, and I think that would also be huge because you know any any help you can give that offensive line to kind of give Love a better pocket and help him be more productive. I think that's going to be huge. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, Alan Lazard, both back. So far, the Packers Halloween party has not claimed huh. any other lives besides Rodgers and uh, Kurt Benkert, the third-string quarterback, which, by the way, guess who's coming in to be the backup this week? Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention this. Yeah, the boat. Mr. Mr. Blake Bortles. Mr. Balake Bortles. Yeah, yeah, so, I don't know. This is kind of a this is kind of a fuck-it game. We'll see what happens, and who knows? What do you, I mean, what do you think the line is? I, I know what it moved from, but the line currently. So the, the, the line, line has been adjusted. Okay, um, I'm gonna give the Chiefs six at home. Chiefs are seven over yeah, under okay. forty. That's fair. the The line originally was Chiefs minus one. Um, over under yeah. was probably over the fifties. I don't know what it was, but uh, yeah, and moved, I, I think that that is also. I think fair. it was. I think it moved down. I think it it's actually moved back a little bit because I think it it was a full like six and a, or seven and a half or six and a half or six. Either it was a full seven or six and a half points. Like originally, mm-hmm. I think it got maybe to eight. And it's moved or back. Seven and a half. I think it's moved back to, to seven. Um, but yeah. yeah. And, and I think I think that's fair, you know, on the road. And this is one of those where. I don't know. I mean, if we you kind of go in expecting to lose and it's more of a science experiment than a football game. So we'll have a lot to talk right. about next week. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the other game I want to highlight uh, is Sunday night. Uh, we get the, I guess, as you can say, I mean, the number one AFC team right now against arguably the number one NFC team. Uh, we have the, the Titans going to LA to take on the Rams six and two against seven and one. Um, Titans are probably the hottest team right now, at least based on who they've beaten and their kinds of the way they've doing it. They're a uh, goddamn um, roller coaster. I mean, yeah. <laughs> to start the season, they, you get killed even, by the yeah, Cardinals. What do, about, what do you even talk about Derrick Henry being out for the rest of the regular season? Oh, yeah, we, we should, we should can, mention that. Theoretically, he can come back with a timetable in time for, like, the Pro Bowl time or, like, the Super Bowl. So, you know, obviously he's the engine of their offense. Well, they have a new like engine. They're hamstrung. Yeah. It's not like they're hamstrung. I mean, A.J. Brown has come back with a vengeance, it seems like, and, you know. Yeah, they're, know. they're a high-powered they're, offense. And, they're very up and down. and They've also brought in a veteran running back, uh, Adrian Peterson, back in the league. He, I, I don't know how, how much he's actually going to do, but 
That was it's it's very interesting, and I I I love the hype. I saw a tweet, um, you know, right after they kind of signed Adrian Peterson, where you know you still do, do you not think that Adrian Peterson still has the juice? Here's a video of him, and it was like a long breakaway run from three years ago, and I was yeah. like, well, that's. That's like a hundred years in running back years. Like, what do you mean? Like, he's Three clearly not going to be doing, he's not going to yeah. be taking on the Derrick Henry load that it is, but he doesn't need to, like, because it's not like they are solely dependent, you know? No, they but it's going to be AJ very Brown, interesting. And... Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt because he was yeah. such a featured, you know, focal point of this oh, offense. For sure. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Tannehill's been fine, but not like amazing. AJ Brown is kind of, waking back up again post uh, Chipotle. So they're interesting. And then the other side, you got the Rams who are kind of looking like a wagon these days. Yeah. Uh, they're they, them adding Von Miller to a defensive line that already has Aaron Donald and the defense secondary that already has Jalen Rams. I mean, they're just, they have people everywhere. And then Cooper, you have the mind meld of Cooper cup and Matthew Stafford looking insanely ridiculously good. Breakfast um, is the most important meal of the day. I just, you know, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. It, we'll see. Rams keep moving. So yeah. I'm excited for it. We should have a better game. Uh, line on this one, what do you think? I'm going to give the Rams. At, at LA. Yeah, I'm going to give the Rams three and a half. Vegas is bullish on them. Rams are seven and a half point favorites. Holy shit. Vegas hates the Titans. Yeah. Uh, Over under set at 53 and a half. I believe that's the highest of the week. It better Um, be. I don't see why. Yeah, that is the highest of the week. Uh, The lowest of the week, I think, is the Bears-Steelers on Monday night at 40. Um, The league's youngest quarterback and what looks like the league's oldest quarterback, even though he's not. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I expect to be a good game. I just, we'll see. Yeah. And we get, and and like you kind of mentioned too, we get primetime Justin Fields this week too. So yeah. Oh boy. Lights are bright. Against at the Steelers too. Yeah. He's got to deal with the terrible towels. Ooh. (laughs) Um, all right, let's go to two minute drill. All right. I have four I, this week. I have three, so you should okay. start. All right. Okay. Ready, set, mm-hmm. go. Is OBJ washed? Yes, he is incredible. Ooh. I mean, like he's he's fairly washed, and he's also nuts, and that's a bad combination. Yeah, dismissed from practice today. And and his dad's not helping <laughs> with his fucking no. highlight videos of him not getting targeted. <laughs> uh, will Calvin Ridley come back this season? He walked uh, away from football last week since we last recorded um, with yeah. no timeline given for mental health, which I hope he gets right. But will he come back? Yeah, I'm not. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, it's it's so hard to tell with that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if he does. I don't think he does. Yeah, but we'll see. And there's still a lot of weeks. But with mental health, I think he might just take added time, which he should. Um, all right. About half through the season. Who is the biggest fraud in the NFL? Like what team? Ooh, the biggest fraud. Let's see here. I a lot of candidates. Think, a lot of candidates. Oh, there's there's a lot of candidates. And it, we can't say like the Broncos or the Raiders like we could a couple weeks no. ago when they were undefeated because that's not really 
It's not really how it is anymore. Um, I'm going to say the biggest fraud. Oh, I can make some enemies with this one. I think it's the Chargers. Oh, I think yeah. I, I liked the Chargers coming into this season. I really did. And I still, I don't dislike the Chargers, but you know, they have that crazy 47, 42 game against the Browns. Then they get their doors blown off by the Ravens. And this last week they lose to the Patriots by a field goal and the Patriots aren't terrible, but if you're a good team, you should beat the Patriots. Yeah. Um, all right. My last question. So no, you should have another one. Should, oh no 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 yeah I got I got I got I'll turn around all right uh, will Adrian Peterson be effective in Tennessee? Uh, he'll be effective for what they ask of him. I I think people are hyping up what he'll need to do. I really don't think that they're going to rely on him as much. I think they're going to see a lot of McNichols and a lot more obviously open passing game. So effective um, but not featured. Not a, yeah he's not going to be a feature but when he's in there he'll he'll be fine like he's gonna just do what he's asked of like mm-hmm. taking up attention and making teams be honest at least um so yeah all right this is actually perfect that you answered the fraud question this way because my next one is what's wrong with the chargers to be honest i'm not sure because i don't end up like seeing a lot of these chargers games i just kind of look and i go oh shit they lost and i kept saying that and i Justin think herbert regression I think it's Justin Herbert regression. Yeah, is what I was just about to say, where it's like Justin Herbert, you know, definitely still, you know, kind of a talented young quarterback. I kind of put him in the same category as Joe Burrow, where, Mm -hmm. you know, they make some good plays. They're competent. They're clearly, you know, a long term guy for that franchise uh, in a way that maybe, you know, Daniel Jones, there's some question marks there. So they're, they're a tier above that, but they still make some of these what are you doing throws and stuff like that and some mistakes and things of that nature. And I think that Herbert's production last year was just so through the roof that, you know, he can't help but regress this year. And the chargers might still be a year away from, you know, being really, really dangerous. Which is kind of sad because in a, in a year where the chiefs are off such a rocky start, yeah, like, I mean the door is wide open and they can't, take and, and they can't just, seize it. Because I, I don't I don't see this necessarily. I mean maybe we'll see, but this seems like a weird anomaly in the in the in the Chiefs. So I I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on the Chiefs being bad long. for like multiple seasons. No, I wouldn't either. Um, all right, go ahead. Last one. Uh, my last question. So, you know, Danica had crystals. Shailene has clay. What was Olivia Munn's weird thing? Wanting Aaron Rodgers to go down on her and he wouldn't do it. (laughs) That is not what I meant. If you go down on me, you won't get COVID. What? What's COVID? Never mind. I bet she she could have been like a, like a weird placenta person or something kind of you know some, some in that in that like a goop like a Gwyneth Paltrow kind of some something in that area I think that's but that's how I'm going to answer that for you so like she doesn't have a placenta to eat like she just well yeah she wanted one and she had to go to John Mulaney to get it <laughs> okay all right my last one uh, what will the punishment be if any for Rogers slash the Packers. 
I don't know. I don't see a suspension. I could see some fines, maybe even like a draft pick, because I feel like, you know, if there's wrongdoing that the league is going to enforce, it's on the organization for not enforcing it. You know, the organization is responsible for enforcing things onto the player. So if there is something I could see, you know, kind of a, a mid to late round draft pick or something like that. I think the Patriots have gotten docked one of those a couple times for various little infractions. Um, but I, I'm not, I'm not sure if it'll happen, but it's definitely in the realm of possibility. Yeah. I definitely see fines happening. I think the most severe thing is going to be like draft picks stocked and losing those, but I don't, I don't see a suspension. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And we'll, we'll two see. See. Nice. Perfect. All right. Uh, that's, that's all I got. So unless you have anything else, I think we should wrap her up here. This is a little bit of a longer episode. Um, just with there's all the a news, lot to cover. Yeah. There's a lot were, of misery like, had, to we, wade through. We knew it would be a longer episode. That's why we went, we only went in depth on two games, but just because we knew there, we, we had to talk about a lot. Um, Rogers has so, COVID. The Vikings are broken. And in the news, Derek Henry's Henry hurt. Ruggs, Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs freaking killed, killed somebody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just not a whole lot it's of a, it was a big Kelvin week. Ridley has such bad mental health problems. Happened. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, the, you know, the trade deadline was. happened, and and Von Miller is playing for a different team now. The Packers cut their long snapper and elevated one from the practice squad. That was their big trade deadline move. So that's cool. That's that's called win now mode. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of third and forever presented by 10,000 takes You can go to their website at 10 K takes MN.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10 K takes, you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10 K where we post our episodes each week, as well as clips of the episodes, TikToks, memes, content, videos, reactions, anything, uh, football related. And obviously expect, a lot of it with the new developments with Rogers. You can also find links to Kevin and I's socials on there as well. Our Twitter, we're a little more active, just and a little more biased because it's our personal. So a uh, lot, a lot more yeah. biased. <laughs> I've been your host, Adam Oz, joining us always by my co-host Kevin Holm. Kevin, final words. I hope you're happy, Shailene. <laughs> <laughs>